Hello and welcome to Where Gaming News. My name is Nick, and across the world from me is my brother Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Welcome back. It's been a week or so, yep. um, and it's also like the weirdest week for us not to like immediately record because like there's just been so many news and there's been our news, but we've just been life has been happening for us in some yep. of the best ways. So can't fault us for that. But we're here and we're back. Um, I'm kind of glad we waited because I mean there there's so much that's gone on and then. And the more we wait, more stuff has come out. And, you know, yeah. if we waited another couple of days, more would have come out. So it's exactly not, there, there's no shortage of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no shortage of things to talk about. Exactly. Especially, you know, we don't do a daily show. We don't do like, I mean, barely even do a weekly show. We do show when we feel compelled to and uh, because we want to. And yeah. so and I mean, and just looking at the doc that we have right now, it's like all of this information we know now because we waited a week for it all to come out. Whereas if we recorded it the day after we would have known anything. So instead of just beating around the bush, let's just get right into it. We're going to start off with the most important news of the year. That's um, a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> There's not, uh, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, uh, with the uh, most important gaming news to me, um, which is the PlayStation 5 officially has a release date and we know how much it costs. Um, and so does my wallet, man. Yeah, um, it's crazy that we haven't done a show since this has happened. <laughs> well, I mean, our last, our last episode was about the Xbox. Was, was the Xbox um, reveal. Yeah. So, um, anyway, on September 17th, PlayStation presented a 45 minute showcase solely regarding the future of the PlayStation five. Um, it was a pretty good showcase. I watched it from the back office in my, my, um, yeah. work because I didn't, I wasn't able to get the day off, but, um, um, they showed a slew of great looking games starting off with Final Fantasy 16, which they announced is going to be a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. Yeah. Um, Hogwarts. My character's name was Joshua. Oh, yeah, that's true. The little kid they kept saying my name and I was like, what? What? What do you want? Um, Come on, Joshua. <laughs> um, if you want to know, like, our like insights onto like how we feel about these games. Check out our Wear Gaming Weekly because we will get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into deep dive. There's just too much news to talk about every little detail here. Um, but I will list uh, off the games. Yeah. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, which was announced as coming to all platforms and should be coming out in 2021. We'll see. Uh, gameplay of Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which is odd that it took so long to get this because mm-hmm. it's a launch game, which we found out after the show, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War had a... had presence there um looks really good blah 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 it's call of duty demon souls remake gameplay which um was again odd that we're still seeing this little slice of a game that's supposed to come out on the same day as the console slice because it's a sword (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Deathloop which had some gameplay and more story information. Um, Odd, Oddworld Soulstorm. We have a lot of souls going on in this uh, list. Um, five, night, five Nights at Nope is what I'm calling this game. Um, hey, that was five my nights line. At, I know, I'm stealing it from you. I'm the host now. I'm the <laughs> captain now. Um, five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Uh, don't really know what it is. I'm guessing it's more of the same. Um, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, which they also announced, I believe, will be running at 60 frames per second. At No, 120 frames per second on the PS5, which looks super cool. Yeah. Um, if you're into that game. Um, and then they announced uh, the PlayStation Plus Collection, which presents more than 15 popular, some of the most popular games from the PS4 library um, that will be free to download and play on the PS5 so long as you have a PlayStation Plus subscription. So uh, just think of, you know, remember those PlayStation hit, the red box PlayStation hits is kind of what this is. Yeah, except. a lot of it has been uh, games that have been on the actual PlayStation Plus releases. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the, the Uncharted Collection, Last well, of that's Us, not one of them. The, uh, Uncharted was on there. Mm-hmm. It's um, oh, Uncharted Four. Is. Uncharted Four. Okay, maybe Uncharted Four. Last um, of Us Remastered. Um, they also had like Monster Hunter World was on there. And God of uh, War, Final Fantasy Fifteen. So uh, there's a lot of great there. games. Uh, I think this will be good for uh, and anybody who has PlayStation Plus will receive this on the. Uh, yeah. I guess this is for the PlayStation 5. So this isn't for the PlayStation 4. No, this exactly. This is exclusively for the PlayStation 5. Um, um, and also, it's a good to get, like, new... I mean, I don't know how many people are getting the PS5 who didn't already have a PS4. But, like, if you've never did, and this one is more in your budget, if you get the digital edition or whatever, then, you know, you get amazing games. This for, might be more for people who didn't necessarily... Uh, who aren't subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because if you have been subscribed to PlayStation Plus, you probably played most of these games free, or have paid for these games. But if you only had the PlayStation for Madden, Call of Duty, that kind of stuff, or didn't play it online and you just played local, and so you never thought to pay for PlayStation Plus. Now exactly. you're like, well, now I've got a collection of all these great first party and a couple third party games. Yeah, well, and um, I, I do think it's interesting. Like they have Until Dawn on there, which has been in uh, on the kind of exclusive, not exclusive, uh, it's been on the like top hits selections for a while in other mm-hmm. categories. But then there's Days Gone in there, and I'm kind of sure they're just putting it on there so people will play it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we have it. Uh, well, and that's the thing. I, I Well, we'll get into that later. Um, and then they very briefly tease the next installment of the God of War franchise, which simply said Ragnarok is coming 2021. And there was a voiceover with Kratos, but... Um, some people Lord are calling Kroger it and the, and the like orchestral, you yeah. know, buh, buh, stop. Almost like the ball stop from yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just yeah. Now I, when that I was, was looking awesome. at as much was... crap as we've getting Cory Cory Ballard just sitting in back, you know, relaxing and you know clearly work has been done. Well, I thought it was also interesting for like I don't know three or four days. Or it, it might have been less than that, but like from about six hours to seven hours before the show until like the next day or two, Corey was totally silent. Yeah, he didn't say a word. He has he like just just gone. Now he's also going through some like family things. Uh, they're sad, but um, yeah, but his, his dad has has COVID. Oh, I saw that. So so there's probably some of that involved as well. But he had been tweeting that day and then stopped. And then didn't say anything for the next day and a half or two. 
Yeah. I was like, huh, where's Corey at? Yeah. Well, uh, what I what I found when I was because I, I had to look up a reminder of which games were announced. Um, everyone on the internet, or at least it's like two of the places that I went to online, said that it's called God of War Two Ragnarok, and I'm like, I don't think that's what the name is going to be called. I think it's either going to be just God of War Ragnarok. I don't think the number two is going to be in that title. No, um, they might do the hor- the Horizon Two <laughs> Two Ragnarok. And honestly, <laughs> is it going to be called Ragnarok? Is it just is that? I mean. Ragnarok is the event that's going to happen in the game, but that may not be the title. It could be something else. Um, I, I would imagine they're going to call it Ragnarok. like Probably. But the biggest news about this, though, is that it's coming, supposedly, 2021. in 2021. Shocking. Uh, and, Only, I mean, it's a, a three-year turnaround time. That's yeah. crazy. The first um, game took six. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're also, like, building the engine, building, you know, yeah. all of it. So now, you know... They have some better legwork, but right, they right. also probably had to rewrite some of the engines so they could play it on the PlayStation 5. On the, on top of all that, though, they finally released the console pricing information, which is $399 for the digital version and the four and $499 for the disc version, which most people assumed before the show anyway that's what it was going to be, especially because it competes with the Xbox pricing. Um, and, of course, the console will be coming to U.S., Europe, and a few other places on the 12th of November. And the rest of the world will come out on the 19th of November. Actually, I don't think Europe was on that release, the initial Maybe release. It was, I think it's just like America on the 12th and the rest of the world. on. I think it's America and, and there's another territory, but I think Europe was not. Let me find out. Because I thought that was kind of surprising and that no one was saying anything about the uh, discrepancy there. Oh, you were right. That people in yeah. Europe are not getting until the 19th. So um, the November 12th release, release date will apply to U.S., Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. Uh, with the rest of the world getting the new console on the 19th. So I apologize. That was me trying to write from memory and not looking it up. That's my bad. Um, so also a weird, I mean, Japan and U.S. makes sense. Mexico, Australia, Mexico. New Zealand, and South Korea. Like, I, w- I wonder if there's a weird shipping problem with covid maybe um that's pre- pre- preventing a, qu- a sooner quicker release it's only a week but it just oh, yeah. it, but it's a full week and that's kind of strange for a supply constraint there uh between the u.s and europe that's that's not typically what you would see as far as you would see a, usually a u.s europe and japan release and then the rest of the world kind of trickle out after after that so well, you know, I know Australia and New Zealand kind of get the short end of the stick a lot. So I'm happy for them to get something first for a change, yeah. even though it costs twice as much as it does for us. Uh, uh, now, now I think uh, they said the Xbox is globally releasing on the 10th. Oh, right? is it? I, 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 I don't think it's a staggered release. So I'm pretty sure that, that they're kind of winning on both fronts there. They're coming out beforehand and they're coming out globally. Whereas you have to wait two days for for oh, I typed in Xbox release date and it gave me November 15th 2001. I was like <laughs> All right, internet, you know which one I mean. Um uh, you threw off my train of thought. Worldwide on November 10th 2020. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So it's kind of so Xbox is beating them out earlier and worldwide. Which, and technically which, have a 
device that's a hundred dollars cheaper. And they do have a device that's a hundred dollars cheaper, so they're winning a lot there. Um, so it's interesting to see. I mean, now it's two days for, or you know, almost potentially nine days, uh, depending on where you're at. Uh, you have to wait to start the next generation, or if you get lucky, you go walk into a store and you get, get an Xbox. Mm. You're not getting it online, but <laughs> might be getting it in line. Yeah, I um, I think uh, I'm curious, and we can expound on this on our next episode. But uh, with the, what do you think that the um, the price difference between the digital edition of the two consoles is significant, and do you think it has a uh, it did, like do you think more people will buy the series s and then instead of buying the digital playstation 5 so i think the difference i think we mentioned this before but the the difference between the digital version of the xbox and the digital version of the ps5 is going to be a hundred dollars mm-hmm. but it's also power mm-hmm. um, so if you if you want the power of the full fully fledged ps5 or or equivalent, you're going to have to spend the, at least a hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. But if you don't care about the power, if you don't care about PlayStation exclusives, and you don't have a 4K TV, and you don't need all the bells and whistles, then I think the 299 Xbox Series S is probably going to be great, especially with Game Pass. And yeah. you know, as, if we're talking about kids you know people under 18 who have got to buy their own stuff or whatever or try to convince their parents for you know the new newest the new generation uh xbox i think the, that's where the uh their the series s is going to shine um but as far as being uh comparing it to the to the playstation i don't think it compares because the playstation 5 digital is just a playstation 5 without a disc drive yeah so it, it doesn't compromise in power there. Right. Um, um, I, but I do think that that's kind of the conversation point, which is, you know, one comes at $100 cheaper and you get potentially more out of it immediately than you do out of the PlayStation yeah. 5. However, I pre-ordered the PlayStation 5 digital. So um, uh, my question is, uh, before we get past uh, the conference is, what did you think of the... Uh, uh, reveal event here. Oh, um, I thought it was a really strong showcase. Um, I thought all the games were. I mean, I was I was significantly surprised at cer- uh, some of the games. Specifically, uh, I was surprised about Final Fantasy 16 because I didn't. I don't keep my ear to the ground that low on those games, and so I thought it was like, oh, that's super cool. Um, and then um, Hogwarts Legacy also super surprised me because that's a game that we heard a rumor about two years ago and haven't right. seen anything since. So, but I think it looks really beautiful. I think the, um, I mean, I think it's going to be the game everyone's always wanted from, for the Hogwarts game. Now, um, Spider-Man looks more like, looks almost better, more of the same, but better, um, like yeah. more polished and, um, the attacks and stuff that you get to do as Miles is going to be great. And then, honestly, like I will never play this game, but Demon Souls looks great. Like it looked like, um, like a f- fantastic game. Um, I tried playing Demon Souls way back in the day. It came out on P- PS Plus, 
I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. People, you know, because I remember reading in like the Game Informer articles and PlayStation, the official magazine, about just like this game is for people who liked old games that just kicked your ass. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm good at games, and I played it. I'm like, I am not good at games, and I don't like this game. And no, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like the way that that gameplay looked, like, um, I mean, it just it looked really good. Yeah, I, it did look great. Um. But yeah, you? I thought overall the I I was really impressed with the conference, the the layout. It was clearly, I mean, there was a lot of like vagar- vagaries as far as like mm-hmm. release dates and days, and, and that's, there there were some things missing that we're going to get into. But like, so it was clearly this was pre-recorded at some point, yeah. and like they've just they were just waiting on Xbox to release their price. It's that meme of the guy with the sweaty the sweaty guy with his finger on the button, like, do I do like, this now or now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was clear, like they, especially with what came out afterwards, because the fact is that in this in this conference they didn't talk about the release date, they didn't yeah. talk about pre-orders, even though. They told us a month or two ago that they were going to let us know with plenty of time mm-hmm. that pre-orders were going live, right? And and that this this was the time to say it, and then they didn't. And we're like, wait, so when are pre-orders going up? And like, we got the release date, great. We got the price, great. And we got all the other like, uh, you know, accessories listed, but when? But when? And so, and that's, and we found out soon but in a very sloppy manner because after the conference more details about for example miles morales and demon souls were revealed through tweets from jeff Keeley, uh, which i spelled wrong on here because i didn't know how to spell his name but um which we find out now that both of those games are launch games um, yeah but why wasn't that in the you know why wasn't the postmarked you know at the end of the trailer like boom done because also i mean i'm not you know a marketing expert but i know hype when i see it when i watch things and when you see like, for example, Harry Potter coming out to all platforms 2021. That's like, oh, shit. When you see God of War Ragnarok coming out 2021. But when you just see it in, there's like, oh, you feel a little left out. And then now that we know that they're both coming out day and date with the console, that's super exciting. But that would have been much more exciting to know right there. And, and I think part of the reason is I don't think they're going to be ready for launch day. Um, and I think that's why it's taken almost a year to see them. Um since, yeah, since they're not well, actually, well, Miles Morales, we found out what in June. Demon Souls, we've known existed, but the announcement came. Yeah, the announcement was in June. We didn't know what they were doing. We there, th- there's been uh, uh, you know, the worst kept secret of what Blue Point was doing mm-hmm. was Demon Souls for a couple of years now, I think, uh, ever since the uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake, right? Uh, it was pretty much rumored soon after that that they were going to go to into the FromSoft uh, Demon Souls. So, but we, so but we didn't get that announcement until June. Japan Studios. Uh, it's Studio Japan. What's that? Demon Souls. Studio Demon Souls Japan. is Bluepoint uh, and Studio Japan. It's studio, you said uh, from, FromSoft. Yeah, well, it was it was FromSoft with Studio Japan that made Demon Souls. And I then, thought Demon I thought from software bought the idea and No. They, that's to, what, that's what do Dark Souls. No, from, so FromSoft developed Demon Souls with, and that was owned by that that IP is owned by Sony, right? And they didn't continue it, and so they went on and developed Dark Souls and changed the okay. name. 
Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Bandai Namco Soul Series. Developers from software, SIE Japan Studio, Shirokumi. Yeah. Published by Atlas, SIE, Bandai Namco, and Atlas USA. Um, yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so, but yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because, I mean, ideally, both of those games are coming out the end date, but if they mm-hmm. don't, that's going to be really bad. And I almost don't think they can't not come out. Um, and if, because Ratchet and Clank. I, I think Spider-Man is ready. I think when they made this video, th- nothing was sure. Oh, okay. I think they probably had this video set back in July. Mm. It seemed to me like they were just waiting for Microsoft because they didn't want to give the four three nine four ninety nine bad news first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and also when, four ninety nine is kind of expected. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think they also wanted the chance to change it if they needed to. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think I think for the most part, everything, it, all the content in this uh, series, this video was set back in July or b- beginning of August, just waiting for Xbox to confirm what everybody would kind of expected. Yeah. And then as soon as they did, we got the next day saying, hey, we got a PlayStation event coming. I was like, oh, I wonder why. Why? Yeah. Instead, so then that way they didn't have to rush and record something and make it look j- janky. They, they, they did a professional recording and it just was very vague on all the details. And then let Jeff release all the details as part of his game, summer game fest. Yeah. Although summer game fest had already ended, but kind of since he's been trying to like, you know, all this, but it was just a very messy thing. I think what probably should have happened is, and here's a follow-up from Jeff Keeley, you know, y- y- yeah. your, your game awards host. And it should have ended the video with, if, if we're not going to put it in the, like the actual video proper, end it with a post show with Jeff Keeley giving all these information. That way we're all watching and getting mm-hmm. all that information there. I think that would have been the correct way to do it. Uh, so Jeff Keeley had announced the, that the both demon souls and miles Morales were coming out day and date with the console. Uh, and that the pre-orders for the console were supposed to start that following Friday, um, which I think was the next day no, tomorrow. No, or, it, this was on Wednesday. The uh, the uh, the pre-orders were opening at select retailers on Thursday. Okay, um, but everyone else decided that they didn't. Why wait? So moments after, one of the retailers, I believe, it was Walmart, opened up pre-orders for their consoles, uh, and then all hell broke loose. And it spent time scouring the internet so we could all pre-order ours. Um, it was um, a cluster. It was. Um, but if you remember a few weeks back prior to this moment, PlayStation initially revealed a sort of lottery system where you signed up for a chance to pre-order the console. And if you were chosen, you got you, you know, picked a, a number and you pre-ordered. It gave you, you know, it gave you a wait time. It's like now is your time to enter the room. Yeah. Um, um, if you were lucky enough. And then a few days after the pre-order issues, PlayStation official Twitter account sent an apology saying, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. And more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. Um, And so in terms of that part of the conversation, that kind of ties it all up. So they're all out now. You can go online and try to get one. I mean, yeah. Your luck is as good as ours. Um, 
<laughs> well, I say we uh, as for some people. I mean, we got we got pretty lucky. I mean, we yeah. both got our Amazon worked for both of us, and we both got. Uh, I thought actually what was the great thing about the PlayStation pre-order because the strange thing was they were like, yeah, and uh, PlayStation pre-orders opened up tomorrow. I'm like, okay, and I tweeted out to Jeff, and I was like, why then did we like submit our PSN names a month and a half ago or two months ago? Hmm. Yeah, so they were going to let us know first when we could pre-order, and then Jeff told us that retailers were pre-ordering tomorrow. I'm like, well, what about us? And then it came out that those uh, PlayStation pre-orders were opening up on Friday. Yeah, and I think what was great about those is you didn't you, you didn't necessarily have to be on there at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. They had an allocation for whoever they selected, however they did their lottery system for your PSN. Yeah. So I didn't even I didn't even think about doing it until I got the email on Friday from Amazon saying, well, you might not get it on day one or five, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to go over here to PlayStation and pre-order their version. Yeah. And I logged in. I didn't fight any kind of internet traffic. They said, here's your PlayStation. I'm like, cool. I put in for my information, all that stuff. Boom. I got a PlayStation pre-order from PlayStation. Yeah. I was like, that was how they wanted it done. And, and it was super smooth. And it like, I remember I logged on because mine said um, I'd, I could start doing it at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And so I, I, I signed in and did all the thing. And it said, your wait time is going to be an hour. And then three minutes later, it was it was like, actually, your wait time is done right now. And so I did it all on my phone. And yep. I, um, I you know, selected my consoles and my accessories and checked out no problem. Um, yeah. and that was, you know, that was nice. I did find it funny, uh, that th- I don't know how Sony selected if it was like some kind of random RNG number generator, uh, or whatever. Cause I like, I, I saw on Twitter, like Adam boys and geo course, he didn't get selected really. And like, That's super and, they, weird. and they were like Sony employees. So I don't like they were, they were executives at Sony. Yeah. And that, they're not anymore, but it just kind of just I don't I don't know what the selection process was or w- w- if they signed up in enough time. If it was like first come, first serve kind of deal. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as soon as I got the email, like I got the Yeah. You know, I get rings every time I get an email and I saw my like, oop signed up now. So let's see. But for me, it came to I learned about it and it was like the next day. I had to go to my other email because it's tied to an email account I just don't really use anymore. So I had to go into that email account and then log in and then do it. So Damn. I did it a day later than everybody else, and I still was selected. I was like, and you know, we yeah. didn't get PlayStation Plus or anything like early. Like mm-hmm. I think we we got it a year, a year or so after it was already out. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't uh, get the PlayStation Three until 2009. 2009. So, um, but yeah. Um, the, I think if there's any drawback, big, I mean, these are the drawbacks from the conference and everything. It's just that um, there was a lot of really confusing. The information wasn't really put out there well, and then the, the cluster of everything else going on. So there's, that, also, and there's still a lot of questions that we don't know. Go ahead. I was going to say, we also found out not only is uh, Miles Morales going to be on PS4, and we also found out that Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the sequel, is coming to PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Forbidden West, which we kind of thought it was going to be a next gen only. They're like, actually, no, it was kind of like backstepping on there. We believe in next gen, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe in gener- you know, hard cut generations. And then to then take that a step back, we're like, you know, but we have 120,000 or 120 million PS4s in the wild. It just seems stupid to leave all that money on the table. So yeah. we're actually not ready to commit to that next mm-hmm. gen only yet. Maybe I, God I, of War will be. <laughs> maybe. I imagine that um, that this generation will, at least on on PlayStation's side, will operate like most generations have, which is it takes probably a year or two to decide to cut that off because you just have a huge player base. For you remember, God of War two came out to PS two after the PS three released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, and case didn't in point, three. <laughs> well, case in point, we didn't buy the the ps3 until three years after it came out so, right right um this will be our first generation that we're day one adopters no yeah i bought the ps4 day one you didn't get a day one okay i didn't get it day one i got it launch like in december you got it in december whatever not whatever the principle I, of the thing i got mine in january but like uh, day one adopters well, did you get a refurbed one no, I, I got a secondhand one. Hmm. Yeah, well, I bought one fresh from Walmart. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Um, so that's a lot of PlayStation news, uh, but that didn't stop Xbox because the day before their pre-orders went live, they announced uh, that uh, a on their blog or whatever the Xbox Wire or whatever Phil Spencer wrote a nice little piece saying welcoming the talented teams and beloved game franchises of Bethesda to Xbox. Um, do you want to read? Do you want me to read it? You know As what? I'll read middle. this one. Because this is huge. Yeah. Uh, unprecedented, really, for th- this this big of an acquisition by either of the studios. I mean, Insomniac was big. It was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, but not right. unexpected. But not unexpected. This is like out of left field, although they've actually had some problems with PlayStation in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, having them just outright be bought by Microsoft is a big deal. So welcome the welcoming the talented teams and beloved fran- game franchises of Bethesda to Xbox. Uh, this is Phil Spencer's mm-hmm. words. Okay. Uh, today is a special day as we welcome some of the most accomplished studios in the games industry to Xbox. We are thrilled to announce that Microsoft has entered into an agreement to acquire ZeniMax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Softworks. As one of the largest, most critically acclaimed, privately held game developers and publishers in the world, excuse me, Bethesda Bethesda is an incredibly talented group of 2,300 people worldwide who make up some of the most accomplished creative studios and our industry across Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roadhouse Studios. These Roundhouse. are the, uh, Roundhouse Studios. These are the teams that are responsible for game franchises like you like we need to tell you, uh The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Prey, Quake, Starfield, which is not a franchise yet because it doesn't exist, and we still don't know anything about it, Pete, and many more. Todd. Well, I saw Pete Hines talking about it, and he's like, mm-hmm. and later I'll get on to telling you about where Starfield is. I'm like, 
anyway, um, I, it's probably not going to be a game I care about. But Bethesda games have always had a special place on Xbox and in the hearts of millions of gamers around the world. Our team ha- have a close and storied history working together from the amazing first Doom. I guess like Doom 2016, right? Mm, no. Uh, or are they talking about like the original Doom? And, I, it, I mean, when Doom came to consoles, it was it came to Xbox first. Oh. And it's id Tech Engine, innovating games on PCs to Bethesda bringing their first console game to the original Xbox and the groundbreaking The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Over the years, I've had many deep conversations with the creative leaders of Bethesda on the future of gaming, and we've long shared similar visions. Um... Just as they took their first bold steps to bring uh, the Elder Scrolls uh, franchise to the original Xbox, Bethesda were early supporters of, the, of Xbox Game Pass and bringing their games to new audiences across devices have been actively investing in new te- gaming technology like cloud streaming of games. We'll be adding Bethesda's iconic franchises to Game Pass uh, for console and PC. One of the things that has been most that has me most excited is seeing the roadmap with Bethesda's future games, some announced and many unannounced. Two Xbox consoles, PC, including Starfield, the highly anticipated new space epic currently in development by Bethesda Game Studios. So that, that's him confirming that it's coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Eventually. Um, do we really need the rest of... I mean... I guess not. Uh, no, Um, um... I say if you're uh, interested in the, all, all his uh, glowing words of Bethesda, uh, go check it out. Um, it's really big deal. Um, I think uh, he did. They, he did come out later and say that they're you know the, some of the most interesting things are number one that Ghostwire Tokyo and um, Death Deathloop Loop. have an exclusivity at least of some extent on PlayStation Five. Right, mm-hmm. uh, or place or, or own PlayStation. I don't know if it's necessarily PlayStation Five, um, and that they are going to honor the that agreement, right? Uh, as well as uh, kind of like they did with Outer Worlds, um, mm-hmm. there was no uh, exclusivity, but they continued to put it out on PlayStation as well. Um, yeah. The other interesting thing is. They bought Bethesda and Obsidian, which Obsidian was is mm-hmm. the studio that used to work with Bethesda on like Fallout New Vegas and the original Fallout games. And so there's that uh, little aspect as we could potentially see uh, Fallout New Vegas style now where they're mm-hmm. working together. Um, there's also the um, the thing about you know bethesda games always are buggy always tend to be you know, some kind of buggy i don't know if microsoft is ever going to let that happen <laughs> so we may well, never see a bethesda game again <laughs> yeah that's very fair well todd howard said that he, that he was working on that they are working on re um, overhauling their engine um, oh that's amazing so <laughs> um yeah. and then phil also announced that like any any future games will be considered on a case by case basis if, if they come to other platforms. Um, but I mean, yeah, that'd be hard to do because you know, but my, Phil said just a few years ago that they weren't interested in 
exclusivity deals that are anti-consumer or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I mean, so far he's proven to do that. Well, but well like, they also haven't released any first-party games. <laughs> yeah, Gears Tactics. Yeah, um, yeah, they were already owned. Yeah. Um, and I just saw today that Doom Eternal will be coming to Game Pass on October first. Yep, those will slowly be pr- trickling out. I'm sure to Game Pass for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, but holy crap, that's that's a big get. And I think um, I saw some people say they they canceled their PlayStation pre order and got an Xbox. I don't know that I'm that interested. We don't care about Bethesda games that much. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, we both like fallout i think you liked it a little bit more than i did mm-hmm. um i have always found them just too janky and too deep yeah. one of those things like i just i don't have the time to put in that need yeah. that needs to um uh, to get good at those games so yeah but it's exciting you know it's exciting that it just further like increases the value of game pass honestly well yeah and well, I, mean, I will still have access to the games on my pc so i again yeah as well, far as I'm concerned, Microsoft can keep buying yeah. third party cons, uh, third parties, and putting all their games on Game Pass because yeah. I continue to pay. I'll continue to pay for it, and I'll buy less and less games. It'd be great. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's great. I mean, with EA Play and now this and all and the other acquisitions they already have, and they've apparently announced that they want to do more as well. Um, well of course, they're going to say that. I mean, just keep yeah. people excited. Keep their stock shareholders. Yeah. Happy. Um, but I mean, I, I expect Next is Rockstar, I guess, right? Well, I don't think anyone's going to own Rockstar. Um, well, except for the people that do own Rockstar. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last big news story of the day, um, not as big as Bethesda, but it's still pretty interesting. The Amazon, 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 <laughs> Amazon is joining Amazon. the race. Or cloud gaming. Joining the likes of Google Stadia and Microsoft's xCloud is Luna, Amazon's own cloud gaming service. Uh, I took, that was me, and then here's a write-up from Bo Moore. Is that a real name? Yep, it is. Uh, Bo Moore. Are we sure that's a real name? Bo Moore. That's what it was on there. I cannot speak for this person themselves. But on IGN, Bo Moore wrote that Amazon is launching a cloud gaming service called Luna that will stream to games to PC, Mac, and Buyer TV devices, as well as web apps for iPhone and iPad. Android Android is listed as coming soon. Because it of course... Oh, well, hold on. Uh, the service, a direct competitor to Stadia, will offer various game channels that users can subscribe to, each with each which offer access to a library of games. Amazon's own the Luna Plus game channel will launch with games such as Resident Evil 7, Control, A Plague Tale Innocence, and Ukulele and Ukulele and the Impossible Lair for an introductory price of $5.99 per month. Luna Plus will offer 4K resolution at 60 frames per second for select titles and allows subscribers to play on two devices simultaneously. Uh, Amazon also announced a Ubisoft game channel that will su- give subscribers access to Ubisoft games on the day and date that they launch regularly with support for 4K rev- resolution and mobile gameplay. No price was mentioned for the Ubisoft channel. According to Amazon, this is the first of multiple Luna game channels in development where customers can play games from their favorite publisher and genre. Luna will Luna also will feature integration of the 
uh, Amazon-owned Twitch streaming platform. With Amazon announcing players will see Twitch streams for games in the service, and from Twitch they'll be able to instantly start playing the Luna games. So kind of similarly with Stadia said they were going to do with YouTube, but you see it looks any- like better. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and it makes sense because Twitch being Amazon owned and how gaming heavy it is, it, th- this step seems to make a lot of sense. And in addition to the service, Amazon announced an Alexa-enabled Luna controller that will be um, that will connect <laughs> directly. Yeah. I had to check you didn't turn on your. Yeah, that will connect directly to Fire TV devices in order to reduce latency between the controller and the game. The Luna controller will be available from for four forty nine ninety nine during the uh, during the early access period. Luna Luna is also available via mouse and keyboard or other Bluetooth game controllers. And then early access, uh, you can sign up for early access now. Um, so, I mean, I think that's really cool. And just and not even seeing a press conference about it um, already sounds like it's more uh, polished than Google's. Stadia, yeah. Um, the introductory price of five ninety nine definitely means that it's going to go up. Yeah. Well, and that's that's for like um, that's for Amazon's channel too. That's for yeah. the Luna Plus channel. And so you're definitely going to have to at least subscribe to that, which will probably go up to like $10 or $15 a month. And then if you want to play any of the other publishers, you'll have to pay for those channels as well. So it looks like it could get get pretty pricey. Um, But I think overall it sounds good. I think the controller is literally just a copy-paste of the Switch controller, Mm -hmm. uh, Switch Pro controller. Um, I mean, it looks like just someone 3D printed a Nintendo Switch controller, moved a button somewhere else, and then called it. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Um, I, this is a tweet from um, Jason Schreier. I just read um, before we went live or whatever. Uh, Amazon's new Luna streaming service is already well positioned to beat Google Stadia by charging a single monthly subscription for unlimited access to all games. Google's decision to sell Stadia games piecemeal and ha- and have a monthly sub remains baffling. And then he follows up saying, I should have said all base games. Publishers like Ubisoft appear to be charging extra for their own supplementary channels. Might add up quickly, and I wonder just how much of an audience there actually is for this, but still, it makes 10,000 times more sense than Stadia. Um, Yep, that sounds about right. I mean, again, we'll have to see how many different publishers are going to jump on the bandwagon, or if they're just going to let Amazon, you know, stream their games. It Mm -hmm. would be on a publisher-by-publisher basis, I'm, I'm sure. Um, well, it, it, what I what I find, I mean, anytime I see something like this, I just assume I'm going to see Ubisoft in the story too, because they've just been everywhere. They were there with Google. They were there with. Uh, um, I mean, it was Ubisoft Games when he first texted. Yeah, uh, when I when I listened to the interview with Eve's Gimont on uh, the Ryan McCaffrey's, uh, what's the name of that thing? Unlocked. Um, Un- not unlocked. Not unlocked. Um, I know what you're talking about. Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like uh, Eves was very like uh, bullish he, he, on jumping on new platforms. They, they're always there on day one for new consoles. Here, always there for new platforms. Like they're very like let let's put it, our stuff on everything if we can yeah. get it there. So oh, and then with the new console launches, there's going to be two Ubisoft games that you can get day yeah. the same day. So that's unsurprising and just kind of like, yep, Ubisoft is there. Yeah. Sorry. They're like, they're, they're like, uh, 
those old YouTube comments. I were like, first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First. We were there. We were first game on PlayStation 5. No. Um, so, yeah, things are moving. Things are changing. More more people are getting into the um, to the gaming world. Um, yep. PlayStation 5, PlayStation seems to be the only one that's not super concerned about cloud gaming. Um, they just think you have the box, you're going to play at home. Yeah, they couch. didn't do any kind of like update or uh, changes to PlayStation now, at least not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we know. There's um, there's no real um, and part part of one of the still things that's still a little irksome about how this year has gone is Ooh. that they. I mean, we don't know what the user experience looks like, which I know um, Jim Ryan has said that we'll see soon in, in an interview. But we still don't know. We don't know what what the services look like. What I mean is it just? I mean, I kind of expect it to look exactly like the PS4, but just sleeker, and hopefully, it doesn't chug every time you try to like change what the screen looks like. I hope they but. change. They fix the PlayStation Store where if you try to watch a video, it doesn't look like crap and run like crap. Yep, one hundred percent. Like, why? Why isn't this quality better? Like, yeah. Why does it take five stutters to like start the video, and then if I like blink, it stops, and it looks like it's filmed on a potato? Like, uh, I know, and, and it is surprising. You know, I was thinking about it. That, you know, this is probably the first generation that there wasn't like previews of it six months ahead of time. Like, no one's really had their hands on this other than like Jeff Keighley. Yeah, and at least not that. Any embargoes? I don't know if anybody's under embargo at the moment, but uh, it seems like no one's played a PlayStation Five really, or an Xbox. Or well, I I have actually seen that uh, some of the influencers are, influencers are getting uh, live Xbox. Well, it's, I mean, they, but they just got them this week. Yeah, like, just got them this week. But and it's, it's surprising how late into this we're we're getting that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, normally we would have already seen gameplay. PS5 gameplay and Xbox gameplay, like showing off the new bells and whistles. This will be, we're, we're all buying these systems with basically nothing. Yeah. They're going to be like a surprise box, like one of those uh, subscription boxes where you just don't yeah. really know what's inside. We're like, hey. Uh, what does he call them? Uh, surprise mechanics or uh, <laughs> they call loot boxes a surprise mechanics or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But. Um, well, that's the news for you this week. Uh, oh, did you see? Sorry, throwing uh, the uh, the uh, Series X uh, expansion memory storage. Oh, yeah, got re- uh, revealed. Uh, it's a Seagate uh, hard drive um, that goes into this special expansion slot. One terabyte, two hundred nineteen dollars. Yeah, for this thing now. To uh, to the average gamer, that sounds like a lot. To someone who's under who's been who's built a PC with uh, NVMe uh, solid state storage, you get to that terabyte. Like I've got about a half a terabyte, and it was about a hundred. Uh, I think it was about a hundred dollars, and it wasn't the fastest version. This is the fastest PCIe Express four, which is the most current uh, speeds, um, and so it makes sense that it's pretty pricey. But for Console gamers, that's a that's a hefty well, price tag. If if you have like if it's a requirement, if it's practically a requirement for some of the games that you'll be playing, that just means that the four ninety nine price point just went up two hundred dollars. 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, granted, I mean, technically, the PlayStation Five doesn't even have a terabyte on it. It has eight hundred and twenty-five no. gigs. So exactly, so that's I, I would definitely expect to see something very similar for the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's but how they keep could, the price low. Maybe if you can keep an external hub that you've, you you can get some cheaper NVMe drives. If I can, you know, stack a few of those that are like seventy bucks each, mm-hmm. then yeah, uh, maybe that that would be worth it. But I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it'll be interesting. Uh, uh, check but, out Wear Gaming Weekly. Yeah, we're going to do that next. All of our all of our PlayStation Five feelings um, and excitements and and stuff like that. We'll talk about our pre-orders as well. But until next time, and next time might be a little bit, won't it? Yeah. Uh, after this, I'll be gone for the next foreseeable, yeah, at least a month. <laughs> for five, the next five future. Yeah, in at least yeah. five weeks. I don't know what's happening with me after that. Um, maybe I mean, hope I'll, we'll definitely be doing a show for the release of PlayStation Five. Oh yeah, um, and we might be doing you know some kind of like phone you know recording you know janky. Mm-hmm. If something important happens while you yeah, know, you're gone, we can figure it out. Probably, probably we'll see some gameplay of, of PlayStation Five, the UI, and we'll do some mm-hmm. kind of like audio only or like you know selfie camera kind of setup. But yeah. Uh, But until that time comes, uh, my name is Nick, and you can find me on... I forgot how we were in the show. Um, You can find me on Instagram. So, Well, I mean, you can. You can can find me on Instagram or Twitter at SpeakNicklish. You can find me on Twitter at Jaws1015, and you can follow the channel at WearGaming underscore. Until next time, say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick.